Previously, on The Last Tapestry. We don't have what we need to properly affect the flow of events, so we can only go back to the beginning of yesterday. However, you need to obtain something known as the Circumstance Engine. You need to locate where it is in this timeline. Once you've done that, the break will find somewhere to form at exactly 7 hours and 45 minutes past noon. If you can really talk to me tomorrow morning, I've got some serious things going on at my place, so have fun! Um, if you can manage to get through my father... They're merchants of death. They're bad people and it's made them rich. So that could also mean that it's very well guarded. Probably extremely well guarded, yeah. So maybe we just figure out a way to get invited formally instead of, you know, just busting in there. <sighs> well, I could, we could head over to my people's headquarters. This is a crime nun, Jazz. <laughs> this is a nun that does crimes. You never know when you need someone to go undercover. I understand if you need to ask this one, Jazz. <laughs> I understand. Oh, what a tangled web we weave when first we practice to deceive. But what of the web already woven for us? What of the fate that has already been decided? If our predestined path is blighted, what then? Surely you would think there would be some way to change that. party is now equipped with a gilded sending stone that bears a grasping hand on it that will be your entry into the estate. It'll also permit you to call upon Jazz if any assistance should be needed. Um, I would rather not. I didn't think so. Is Jazz's ringtone like a deli, like high tide? <laughs> if it, okay, I'm sure if he could have one, he would have one, definitely. Um, so he did appreciate Elijah's forward thinking, though. And um, before everyone departs, he waves goodbye to Cordelia and Desdemona and asks Elijah to step aside with him. <laughs> uh, yeah, Elijah's just like, yeah, certainly, boss. What, what, what can I do for you? Now, my boy, you've been such a proactive and enthusiastic member of our family, and that hasn't gone beyond my notice, he says. And he puts his, like, golden mechanical arm, like, around your shoulder and, like, grabs your arm you know like <laughs> friendly but maybe scary I friendly mean, like, but scary seems like jazz's whole vibe yeah uh, elijah's just like i do my best i know you do you're you're an important part of what we do here kiddo you know that right well thank you i, I appreciate that jazz that and, means a lot and and he pulls a necklace from his pocket and it's got three large beads on it and he says i've been holding on to this for a while 
and uh, I don't do much field work anymore, so it's not, I don't really need it. But uh, back when I was guarding an Archon, when I lived out in the Stepping Stones, I was, you know, you know how it is. We're not really religious, but um, we got beliefs. And uh, I got these prayer beads from a cleric. They really serve me well in some tight spots. And he gives it to you. Um, now, this is for Addy, but the three beads are Aquamarine, Black Pearl, and Topaz. The Aquamarine allows you to cast Greater Restoration. Now, mind, you don't need to be at these levels to cast them. And you all, it also doesn't expend a spell slot, so okay. you're gold. Um, Black Pearl uh, allows you to cast Planar Ally. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. You rolled really well. <laughs> and the Topaz allows you to cast Branding Smite. Um, and yeah, he explains this all to you, just so so Elijah knows. And he, he claps you on the back with his metal hand, and he's just like, You take care of yourself, Eli. Have fun at the White Feathers. Thank you. Thank you, sir. And he lets you go. Isn't Planar Ally the spell where if you fuck up, you let go insane? I don't know. I didn't read it. I'm okay. just kind of let, letting Jesus take the wheel. Okay. Um, I'm pretty sure <laughs> how that works. Excuse me while I look in my spell book <laughs> real quick. You beseech another worldly entity for aid. The being must be known to you. A god, a primordial demon prince. You know, normal thing. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, that entity sends a celestial and elemental or a fiend loyal to it to aid you. Um, so it's not directly them. No, oh, okay. Um, it's still insane. <laughs> okay. Uh, did I? Th- are these like they can be used just once or mm-hmm. like? Okay. So when that's done, um, you all exit the garage and step into the warm alleyway. Soot is sleeping inside a box, but he awakens oh. whenever you step outside. He stretches and leaps from the box and starts to follow you. Yeah, I get Elijah's gonna stop the others and he's like, I feel like. We should probably have a, a quick sidebar before we get going. Um, just sort of a, a morality sidebar, if we could. <laughs> we, we already covered Zeno stabbing thing. I'm not talking about stabbing Desdemona. <laughs> um, I think we all are well aware of the morality of murder. I'm talking about, you know, in a larger sense, sort of what the morality is of bringing people into what we are doing. Uh, and he definitely looks at, at Mona directly when he says that. <laughs> and he's just like, I think it is imperative that we tell people what they are doing before we enlist them to experience the apocalypse an unspecified amount of times. Oh, you mean like the hair taking thing without like telling them why? I th- yes, I think you should fully get someone's enthusiastic consent before you consign them to be a warrior of fate. I know that the three of us did not have a choice in this, but when we are the arbiters of this choice, I think it is wrong to tell someone that they just have to do this now. That's fair. Now, I would hope that you were going to, you were planning on having a discussion with Marjorie before you gave that hair to Archie, but I did see your angel friend and he looked extremely shook and extremely <laughs> unaware that he has been consigned to, to fight in Fate's War. Right. Well, I think I saw it as I was saving him from some darker fate after I had a dream about C. Nevy person who I think is involved in all this. Did you tell him about this? No. So you didn't tell him or ask his opinion? No. 
I think we need to do better than that, Mona. Now that you say it, I think that you're right. How do you think your angel friend will, like, take the news? Oh, he's he already freaked out about it. Oh, you see, wait, so you did tell him. Yeah, he knows now. Okay, so we haven't given the hair, right, to Archie yet? For Marjorie, we haven't. No, for Marjorie, we haven't, but for Azriel, we already did. So before the world ends today... <laughs> I will talk to Marjorie. And if you don't get a chance to, we can't give Archie her hair. Right, that's fair. Can I get everyone to make a perception check real quick? I rolled what I will be calling a natural Elijah. It is a one. one? (laughs) Aww. Aww. I rolled a four. I got a nine. All right. (laughs) It's an alleyway. Great. Uh, Nothing in it. Wait, but we see suit, right? Like, yeah, suit's there. Suit's following you. Bustle bustle (laughs) is like smelling suit. Can I pick him up? Yes, you can pick him up. I pick him up, and I'm like, I'm living on this cat. Aww. I mean, he loves it. (laughs) (laughs) Got anything to say there? No, this is a good cat. <laughs> I was thinking we should ask Amaranth to go with us. I did want to discuss if he would like to join the end of the world. So, it, <laughs> so it, go t- tell your owner. Tell your owner to come here. Uh, I mean, uh, Amaranth actually walks out of, uh, like, from behind a dumpster. And he's like... <laughs> Elijah's extremely startled. <laughs> he's like, I'm s- the end of the world? Warriors of fate? I d- <laughs> Oh, he's been listening this whole time. <laughs> Hello. Hi. I, I saw you guys snooping around over here, and what? I was going oh, to- Oh, who's snooping? Okay, I'm only snooping because you were snooping first. We went snooping. We were just standing here. You came down an alleyway and went into a garage. Is that illegal? Yes, you went into a crime den. Okay, that's not illegal. Yes. Because the cops have all been bought off. What? <laughs> <laughs> Except for this one. <laughs> Except for this one. He's got a lot of spirit. Oh. You want to come with us on, a, on an adventure? <laughs> Is it a crime, Elijah? What's... Uh, it's not a crime. Mm. I don't think so. I don't think we're doing any crime. I don't think crimes. it's a crime. I mean, in the scale of things, it's probably not a crime. That's not how crimes work. I um, mean, it, it... But... Who makes the laws? <laughs> Corrupt cops, apparently. <laughs> no. Corrupt politicians make the laws. Mm. Corrupt cops enforce. enforce them selectively as benefits them and the people above them. Is this why you killed the princess? <laughs> Deli does facepalm with like a cat in her hand. It's just like, I'm imagining Sue also like facepalms in a cat way. So. <laughs> yeah, Emery, it's like. What? The, the princess is alive. What are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about, Mona? I didn't successfully kill the princess. I'm what? aware of that. Successfully? We need to have a talk, Amaranth. Do you no, like crepes? Not, we need to have a talk, Amaranth, but Mona is not going to be the one who talks to you. <laughs> Mona, why don't you, Suit and I, go somewhere and else and and Eli can okay I've got this you do (laughs) I believe in you I'm around I give you bardic inspiration (laughs) wait really yeah what is that is that a d6 it's a d6 at this point yeah I'm around you know this is gonna sound extremely crazy but I think you already heard the craziest parts today at 745 
a rift is going to open above the city, destroying it. This happens every day. I'm I'm in a time loop trying to stop it. Um. No, I guess that's the craziest part now that I'm saying it. <laughs> so I was wondering, you have you you're a good guy. You've helped us on. You helped us yesterday, which was today, but yesterday for me. Um. So I was wondering if you'd like to help again, or maybe on a permanent basis, depending on how today goes. <laughs> This is a lot. What what did I do yesterday? Oh, yesterday you helped us sneak into a theater and we did a a play together. Well, you did a you did special effects for a play. I hung out under the stage and talked to a very suspicious man. All right. And you did great. You made a little pit friend, which is a pit fiend but small. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. And what about what is it? On one of these time loops, you, you unsuccessfully stabbed the princeps? On the, fir- on the first go around. Uh, before I got stuck in a time loop. And oh, I didn't unsuccessfully stab him. I successfully <laughs> stabbed him. I just was not successful in killing him because then the, the world did end. Elijah, why, why would you stab the princeps? For justice, for change, for a better world. It's not what I'm doing right now. I mean, I mean that's good, but you're insane. How am I supposed to trust you that all this is happening? <sighs> I mean, granted, your friends seem fine. <laughs> <laughs> They're great. They're great. You should hear Deli. She's a very good singer. <laughs> and uh, Mona's a wizard like you. <laughs> Um, so that's what you guys have in common. Um, it's hard to convince you of anything because everything I know about, about you that could prove that I'm stuck in a time loop has basically been wiped away because you haven't, you haven't done these things yet because we've been in a time loop. Um, I knew about your cat though, because you did stalk me to my apartment on the first day and try to steal some intel from me. Did I manage to steal it? Oh, you did. You're harder to grapple than you look. (laughs) (laughs) He tries not to look super pleased by this, but he's definitely pleased. (laughs) Elijah laughs. He's just like, he's like, "Mm, I could tell you about what that intel was. Please do. Does it have anything to do with all of this? Mm, I'm not I didn't think so but I'm becoming much less sure um unfortunately it wouldn't mean anything to you um it's about this organization it was an offer from my organization to an organization called the red hand but I already know you don't know anything about them because I asked you at the time so I don't know it mean much to you no. But they do seem like extremely bad news. And this fella, this fella I was talking to yesterday, today, today, under the stage at that play you were helping with. He's one of them. And he keeps cropping up. Tried to kidnap my friend Mona. 
Don't know what that was about. Haven't gotten that far. Okay. So you want me to to help you? You know, just come with us today. Give us help out. We're not doing anything illegal. We're just going to go see a lady about a machine. Roll persuasion. You can do it with advantage. You've been doing a lot of talking. Okay. Oh, cool. You also have bardic inspiration. Yeah. Well, that was a two. <laughs> okay. Is um, it too late to become a halfling? Well, I guess twos won't <laughs> help you, but... Is it too late to become a halfling? <laughs> you need a three-quarterling for that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Jesus. Really dumb joke. Yeah, I but I like it. Okay. Um. So that's going to be uh 24. Nice. Holy shit. Yeah. The bardic inspiration helped a lot. I rolled a six on the bardic. Nice. Damn. All right. So, yeah. He he looks pretty convinced by this. He just gives a firm nod and he's just like, I mean, if if I can help somehow, I would like to help. I mean, my, my absolute idol is trying to figure out why rifts are opening in the first place. So maybe I can. Who's your idol? Piper Spyglass. Papa Spyglass. She came from Mesria. That's where the first rift was. Ah. Uh, yeah, we got we got an angel friend he mentioned this rift. I did not follow entirely. Um, but yeah, yeah, come with us and hopefully, you know, you'll see what we're up to. We're good. we're not bad. <laughs> <laughs> I know I come off strong, but look. We both want a better world. All right, we do. Um, I'd like it if we didn't get there by stabbing the princeps. We all like we all like things. <laughs> you know, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. <laughs> He's safe right now. I can't kill him anyway. <laughs> all right. So, are you doing anything else before you go to the White Feather Estate? Um, I don't think so. I don't think so either. We just holding sit yeah <laughs> do you have like toys for him does he have a collar um no okay <laughs> it's just like i i guess I, I picked up some toys i mean i'm gonna spoil the shit out of your cat <laughs> <laughs> it's Deli's cat now <laughs> can we take one of those hairs does that work that way he comes with amrith yeah so- take amrith's hair <laughs> It's familiar. <laughs> but I'm saying just say. <laughs> it was a time when I thought about that and I was like, I don't know what that would accomplish. <laughs> we just leave him with Archie all day. No. And he just like cuddles up in his scarf. That is a wild, that would be a fucking wild situation for Amran. He's like, where's my familiar? Looks <laughs> through his so eyes, like- just sees some fucking angel. <laughs> Familiar's off having a better time. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I think we're good. Cool, cool. Alright, so um, when you at last arrive at the White Feather Estate, um, you find it towers over the residential quarter of the city that it resides in. There is a massive iron gate proceeding along cobblestone drive that is bordered with trimmed hedges. Although the garden would seem to be manicured, the effort does not diminish the general gloom that hangs over the house. There is an icy atmosphere, an almost arcane stillness, as though life came to a stop here long ago. The house is painted in grays and pale blues, with dark paneled friezes and a plaster panel featuring a snowflake. But um, before you can get too close, 
Um, you must approach the guards stationed at the Iron Gate. No, that is the thing I forgot to tell you. Um, you have... No, actually, no. You have the Gilded Sending Stone. That's your entry into the state. I did tell you that. Okay. Look at me. Okay. I heard there's something I forgot to tell you, and I was just like, oh, God. <laughs> the guards are bears. It's <laughs> <laughs> <With> swords. <laughs> oh, sweet. Chainsaws. This is a hell of a thing for Jazz to admit. That's rad as hell. <laughs> I'm imagining, like, the Golden Compass. Yeah, basically. Oh. oh. Okay. So, um, yeah, you have to approach the two guards who are stationed at the Iron Gate. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I could start crying again. Wait, we have the Sending Stone. <laughs> That's okay, Nelly. We'll show up them waterworks. We're good. Um, yeah, I guess, I guess Elijah takes the lead since he does mob for a living. <laughs> okay, cool. He just flashes it. Yeah. Acts like you know what he's doing. <laughs> Acts like he's been here before. Let's see a performance, actually. No. <laughs> Why? You're a paladin. You have charisma. I have some charisma. I feel really bad a one? for your It's boy. a one again. That's no. impossible. It's Jesus. inconceivable. Listener, dear listeners, I have never in my life had a character roll as many ones as Elijah rolls. It's excruciating and baffling and I truly <laughs> did almost play a halfling for this campaign and then decided not to and now I ruin my mistake every day. <laughs> I'm just gonna start spelling his name with ones instead of eyes. <laughs> this fucking dumbass. Aw. I mean, you still got the the gilded <laughs> the gilded stone, but I mean they, they kind of like look at you, they're like are you sure you're supposed to be here? I mean, uh, uh, he just like shows the stone a little <laughs> bit more insistently. He's like, "Of course, I have this. I was sent. I was sent by the Gilded Grasp." For what again? Extra security. Yeah, he looks at at you guys and and the rainbow ferret and the cute uh, <laughs> cat, <laughs> and he's just like, "I mean, I I guess you've got a stone." It, you're fine. Um, and he opens the, the gate, like, slowly. <laughs> Jesus. Um, you and your ferret are really, uh, really making us not look like a mob outfit. <laughs> Which is good sometimes and bad some other times. You're an undercover. An undercover? <laughs> you're so, you're so covert, you're overt again. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, God. All right, so up the balustraded stairway and standing on the front porch is an Azamar in a leather duster, boots, and a bolo tie. Um, he raises a brow at you as you approach and gives you a smile. He's just like, how y'all doing? Uh, I'm, I gotta, I gotta be invited in. Uh, do you guys, you guys got past the gate, so you're, you're fine, but um, is there any way you could go inside and <laughs> tell them to invite me in? This is awkward. Uh, um, Wait, what? Who are you? Oh, my name is, uh, my name is, uh, Vincent. Vincent Clevenger. You probably haven't heard of me. Uh, I'm just here to, to stop by and bring some paperwork, but no one, uh, gave me an official invite in and no one's answering the door. Yeah, well, uh, we'll let them you know you're here, sir. Um, that's fine. What kind of paperwork? Uh, and he like opens his like the little case that he's got with him and flips through and he's just like uh there's some 
legalese in here. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't like paperwork that much. Uh, it. Oh, I think there's something in here about real estate. Okay. Okay. Uh, would you like us to bring it in, or is it something that you have to? I unfortunately got to do it. My boss said I had to. I can't keep uh, skimping out on this, you know. Um, but yeah, if you could just pop in and let him know, I'm a. I'm a vampire. I can't go in without him. Oh. Yeah. Are vampires, like, common? Or is that alarming? (laughs) (laughs) We all go, oh. (laughs) And we all, like, step back. (laughs) I don't think I would step back. No, because I would say, no, Elijah remains standing where he is. (laughs) Desdemona does step back. (laughs) What, what's that all about? <laughs> uh, you, j- you just don't... You yeah, don't what's meet, that all about, Mona? You don't meet a vampire uh, uh, every day? N- no, I That's true. I guess that's true. What do you think I'm gonna do? Ferrets can have rabies. I'm not scared of your ferret. <laughs> they can? Can't they? Oh, can no. They? Oh, no, Mona, you got <laughs> she rabies. Just cl- she just clutches Bustle tightly and says... I've only ever heard scary things about vampires. I'm sorry. You need to stop reading them horror books then. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they give me nightmares, which is weird because I'm a I don't dream, but z- most of them are bad. So anyway, can I roll inside on this guy? <laughs> <laughs> can he roll inside on you? <laughs> yeah, go ahead, roll inside. <laughs> it's an eleven plus three. Fourteen. Uh, Fourteen. Okay. So, what are you trying to get? I just want to know if he has ulterior motives for being here, if he's really here to deliver paperwork. He is definitely here with these papers. They might not be about completely real estate, but you can't get a good read on whether or not he's fully sure of that. Okay. Or if he's just dumb. Oh. <laughs> Aww. We gotta help this himbo vampire. <laughs> Another himbo <laughs> to adopt. Is he a himbo? Is he cute? He's cute. Aww. <laughs> Cute cowboy himbo vampire. Just seems tired to me. Cute cowboy himbo vampire. He seems just tired to me. Like he doesn't want to be here. I mean, it's daytime. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Um, I guess we should just knock. I've been trying that. Mm. No one answers. Uh, But if you got a a reason to be inside there, yeah. I mean, they let you pass the gate. Um, Yeah, they let us pass the gate, so we're probably allowed to walk in. I've been out here for an hour. Are they, are they expecting me? <laughs> well, they were expecting me. I, I talked to him on the phone just yesterday. But... Well, Clementine did say something was going on today. Um, and so, didn't someone say that they were having trouble with the zombie situation? Uh, yeah. Jazz, Jazz said that the security's a little jumpy. Well, aggro, maybe. I was unclear, but he said bring a bat. Um, <laughs> I try the door to see if it's locked. Alright, it is not locked. It opens. Did you just try? Oh, you can't because you're a vampire. Got yep, it. Gotta, mm-hmm. gotta get that invite. Got We've it. We've solved the door puzzle. Wait, so if we step inside and invite you in, does that count? It's not your place, so uh, I don't think so. Oh. <laughs> if we get the deed to the house. Yeah, if we, if, <laughs> are you holding the deed to the house? I was just about to say, maybe I'm holding the deed to the house. <laughs> <laughs> Have you tried inviting yourself in? Uh, no. <laughs> I don't know if I just haven't tried it because that's too stupid or because I'm, I'm scared it won't work. 
What happens if you try and step into a house you you're not invited in? Do you like combust? I just can't go in. I, I um. take I go in and I turn right back around. Um. <laughs> well, we'll okay. go get someone who who actually lives here and has the authority to help you out. Um, you just sit tight, stay out of the sun. <laughs> he nods his head. He's like much obliged, and you go inside. Yeah. Desmond is muttering under her breath. I'm just saying, you don't know until you try. <laughs> oh, about inviting yourself. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as they close the door, uh, Elijah just looks at her so disappointing. He's like, what was that? Why are you bigoted against vampires? You don't even know any vampires. I'm, I'm not bigoted against vampires. I don't have a problem with them. You literally stepped back as soon as you found out he was a vampire. And you're like, mm, I don't know what a vampire will do. Maybe I do just read too many horror novels. I'm sorry. <sighs> Mona. Mona, Mona, Mona. What will we do with you? Okay. Uh, upon entering the house, you come into an enormous foyer where there is just a big candelabra like up in the center. And there are there's like a wardrobe for holding coats and whatnot. And um, can I get you to roll perception again, please? I'm scared to roll. An eight for me. Rough start. Seventeen. Eight. <laughs> Normally, I play like wise people. <laughs> oh, I get it. Yeah. All right. So, was seventeen? Yeah. You definitely notice these things. Um, well, I think all of you could easily notice there is a strange phantom that occasionally, like, circles this room. It's this spindly ephemeral thing with a blank face and an enormous eye in the center um and it's just kind of wafting through um and are you are you being stealthy at all or no i I think they just stepped in yeah i was just wondering if you would like upon seeing this you would start to try to stealth (laughs) (laughs) or if you just walk in neither is fine mona got chastised for being afraid of the last undead thing she saw so she's like hello i was gonna say i literally just chastised mona for this so like (laughs) i think elijah sees it and is just like hello there (laughs) are you the man of the house oh no (laughs) It stops and looks at you, certainly. Um, <laughs> Carol, an insight check to see if this is the man of the house. <laughs> I'm. I. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if this doesn't go well for you, I was going to stop you, and then I didn't. <laughs> stop using that dog. They're different dice. They're different dice, Bianca. <laughs> They're every dice I own. This was another one. Do I need to For those you- listening at home, as you can tell by the feels of laughter um, from my f- friends, people I thought cared about me. <laughs> this is like my third. We've been playing for like 20 minutes. This is like nat one, number three or four. I'm. Do <laughs> it's we- been 30 minutes. So it's like a- one like- per 10 minutes. <laughs> Maybe we need to, like, douse your hands in, like, holy water or something. Like, do we need to, like, smudge them or? Is it the man of the house? No. (laughs) But actually, yes. This is definitely the man of the house. 
Cool. <laughs> I mean, it just stares. It doesn't have a mouth. So it's just staring at you. Elijah seems just... They found the man of the house. <laughs> just like, oh, excuse me, sir. You got a visitor outside of Mr. Vincent. Um, he was hoping you could let him inside. Amaranth's just like, Elijah, that's a banshee. A banshee doesn't own a manor. Okay. What well, are you are you an expert? I'm pretty sure you forfeit rights to your uh to your buildings once once you die. So like, okay. You know, the banshee probably isn't the owner of this place. Sure is owning this area, so what should we do? <laughs> are um, you telling me this is a bad thing or like is it a fine thing? It's not doing anything right now. Okay. Um, <laughs> hey, Elijah, also a thing you noticed for your 17. Um, oh, is one that one of the- <laughs> Memorialized forever. <laughs> is that the wardrobe is shaking. Oh, fine. Okay. okay. Maybe the owner isn't there. Mm. Like, he could totally, I mean, I don't know. He could be hiding. He could In be scared of the, the big phantom thing. I think- don't don't these these people make guns? I'm sure they're like. I don't you think just shoot can... the banshee if you didn't want the banshee here. I go over to the wardrobe. Okay, the banshee, by the way, just leaves. It goes oh. through a wall and is gone. But uh, yeah, you go to the wardrobe. <laughs> yeah, he looks at Amaranth as he does, and he just is like, "Was that a bad thing? Is that a scary a scary thing?" The banshee. Uh, I'm personally scared of banshees, but. Now I'm, like, wondering if I'm just being closed-minded after that talk you gave. <laughs> it's all the book learning, you know? Turned you against your common man, both of you. I was gonna say, Desdemona's very sheltered, but so far she's really re- rethinking everything she knows about undead creatures. Just like, <laughs> oh, I guess they're chill. They can hang. Um, yeah, I open the wardrobe? Okay. Um, in the wardrobe, there is a cowering knoll man in a, uh, butler, in butler attire. Um... And as soon as he sees you, he's just like, is it gone? You mean the big scary banshee? Yes, that. I guess. I mean, it's gone from this room. Uh, well, that's Can good. I help him out? Yeah, you can help him out. Um, so they seemed fine. They just sort of left. It's, it's, it's so frightening. Why weren't any of you frightened of that thing? I got in trouble for being frightened of a vampire. Oh, the master of the house is a vampire. Oh. Simona? They're just regular people. Well. Oh, but he has been quite erratic recently. Mm. Not exactly a social sort recently, Uh, but it's... sure, it's fine. You are the... Butler. My name is Drew. Drew Wells. Uh... Pleasure to meet you, Drew. Would you be able to let in a vampire? There's one outside who needs to come in. Oh, yes, certainly. I heard the knocking and I was going down to the door, but there was a ghost in the way. Have you been hiding in that dresser for an hour? Probably closer to two. (laughs) So, did the banshee just show up when you didn't expect it? (laughs) No, there are things all over the manor, honestly. There are banshees. Strange dire wolves. So why were you scared of it? I am scared of them every time. This oh. is a new thing. Oh. Okay, so it's But new it's also you. my job, unfortunately. I do live here. 
Why are there suddenly scary things in, in the manor? It's unclear. The master has just been very strange lately. Like, for how long has he been erratic and such? Mm, I think ever since... Well, he's always been a bit gloomy, but whenever Clementine made a machine for him, something changed. Would it happen to be a circumstance engine? I don't know anything about machines. Possibly. Mm. It looks like a funny little bread box. Oh, that would be it. I saw it. Like a bread box. But no bread. Not that I could see. Oh, okay. Um, Nevi was standing right there, and he gave me the side eye when I started touching it. Do so. you think he ate all the bread? The master does love bread. Ooh. That must be hard for him as a vampire. <laughs> I never I thought under- about that. I understand why he's gloomy. Well, if you, like, dipped it in blood, could you... I think that'd be fine. Yeah. Especially a sponge. It's like tomato soup. Yeah, like a, or get like a bread bowl. There you go. We'll, we'll approach that when we see him. Maybe that'll cure him of his <laughs> It'll cheer him right up. Yep. Okay, so... I'm just standing here and I'm starting to realize, are we all idiots? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, my children, and welcome to the Metro. This is Danny, your humble guide to the curious annals of fate. First off, we'd love it if you'd follow us on social media. We like to post announcements and art, and what better way to keep up on top of all that than by clicking that follow button? Follow us on Twitter at The Last Tapestry, or on Facebook, also at The Last Tapestry. We also have a link to our Discord server there. Please come and talk to us. We're friendly. Want an NPC named after you? Tweet the hashtag, hashtag the last tapestry, or leave a review. If you're leaving a review, make sure to leave your pronouns so that your character better reflects you. I promise I'll do my best to take care of the precious NPCs who have been named after fans. Speaking of, we have our third and fourth NPCs named after fans in this very episode. So thank you to at Alora Philbin and Drew KTC for the kind words. Also keep an eye on our social media for dice and giveaways. We'll be giving away some Aurelius white feather dice soon, so keep your eyes peeled. That's it for our intro. I'll see you pupils of predestination at your next existential crisis. Optimistic, right? Yeah, actually, that's a good way to spin it. I yeah. like that. We're optimistic. <laughs> well, Drew, um, do you where where is the master of the house? Well, I guess as of two hours ago, when you were um, hidden in a wardrobe, sort of. Where did you? Where was he? Well, um, he usually stays in his uh, quarters there near the back of the house. 
you probably will run into Clementine before you run into him. Well, that's... I mean, I suppose she's the one we're here to see. Yeah. How will we get to Clementine's room? Um, and he points off, and there is a, um... When the foyer ends, there is an obvious corridor. Like, right... If you look straight ahead through the foyer, there is an enormous, like, conservatory. There's, like, a, there's gardens outside. It's a big atrium, um, just full of gardens. But there is an obvious corridor that is going around it. And he points there, and he says, To the left, if you just follow the corridor down to the left. It should be the very last room at the end of the hall. Besides the master room, of course. Excellent. I appreciate that. Um, thank you. And, uh, good luck with the, uh, Banshee situation. I'll bring it up to, I'll bring it up to the master later. Hopefully he, um, can deal with it. (laughs) And yeah, he goes to the door to let the vampire in. And you guys are just following the corridor? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. You're being good boys and girls and just following the corridor all the way down? I mean, Mm -hmm. I guess I would, can I make a roll to, like, Observe, like what? You go snoop. Are there are there are there any li- diaries lying around? No. Um, <laughs> like if there's any portraits on the walls or anything, like to, to like infer about like family history or yeah, the relationship wanna... between father and daughter. I don't know. You can roll. Um, that would be like insider perception. I think that's not one. Hey, welcome to the club. <laughs> okay, I mean going over there. You see, um, <laughs> there is a big painting. Um, there, are, there are a myriad of paintings, but there is one large painting of a like an older gentleman, and he has like a, a trim, like little mustache goatee. And there is an almost identical man standing next to him, and um, and there are two girls standing, like kind of like kneeling in the front, you know, like a portrait. Mm-hmm. And um, one of them is Clementine. They look like a happy family. Do they look like a happy family? Yeah, do they? <laughs> I guess they look pretty happy in this picture, yeah. I mean, it look, is a painting. It's a painting, so they <laughs> kind of like, they all kind of look joyless, but it's, they don't look upset. I mean, of course they're a happy family. Look at this mansion they live in. <laughs> they got, they've got so much. Yeah, I would kill to live in a place like this, probably. I mean, not Oh, they kill, have but... killed. They're, they're merchants of death, as we discussed before. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's you, all, you only end up in a mansion like this if you have killed to live there, or if your ancestors have killed to live there. <laughs> okay, well, maybe, maybe not a mansion like this, then. <laughs> a nicer mansion, like in the woods, like a cottage that's also a mansion. <laughs> so you want... Uh, you want a cottage in the woods that's also a mansion? Yeah, what's so hard about that? <laughs> it sounds like things were nicer in my tower. So there was no killing there. In your tower? Are you, are you sure? <laughs> I think so. Yes? Yes. Positive. Mm. I dig into it. <laughs> <laughs> um, They're all Eldrin, right? Yes, they're um, all Eldrin. What are they all? Are they all winter? Are they all gloomy? Um, Clementine and uh, one of the gentlemen is winter. Okay. And then the other gentleman who looks very like him is summer, and the other girl is spring. Okay. 
So you guys head down the hall talking, and this talking does, in fact, summon Clementine, who comes out of her room looking confused. Um, her room is, in fact, past um, just a bunch of doors. There are doors leading off to, um, you can see through, some of them have windows, and um, some of them are just archways, so there's like a library, there is a door labeled menagerie, there are just kind of a ton of rooms. And uh, you run into Clementine. And she says, what are, who are you? Oh, that's a question. Um, I'm Desdemona, this is Elijah, this is Des- this is Deli, and this is Amaranth. Why are you here? Actually, we came here to see you, um, in fact. Me? Yeah. Um, so, like, I don't know. This might be we hard. We would like to borrow your circumstance engine. Uh, I've already got someone renting it today. He said it was fine if we if we borrowed it instead. Coniferous? Yes. He gave you permission for the I thought he had the unfolding play. How's he gonna do without it? The power of improv. That's all I've said it was this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> well then why then why does he want your machine so badly? I don't know. There is granted some magic, but it mostly Gives you confidence, if anything. Maybe he just likes the way it makes him feel. Oh, is that why Archie wants it? He does. He's <laughs> confidence. <laughs> what did you? You didn't create it to do plays. What'd you make it for? Roll persuasion. No. <laughs> With disadvantage. Basically, condemning made it a one. Uh, okay, that's gonna be not a one. Eleven. Hey, two ones. Okay, so. <laughs> I mean, it's not the worst you could have got. It's above average. It's <laughs> uh, true. And Clementine, I mean, she still seems a little buttoned up. And she says, I made it for my father. He he likes how things used to be. How they used to be? Yeah, in the past. So it's kind of a machine that tells him, reminds him more clearly of what happened. In what way does he prefer as he passed, if you do not mind? Things were just better when we lived in Cavaro. I I don't want to talk about it. Would we have heard of Cavaro before? Cavaro's another country, yeah. So you could have heard of it. Like any, You can like... roll history to see maybe what might be pertinent. <clears throat> uh, roll, Mona can roll. have advantage. Ooh. Let me roll a nice, like, for being a nerd. one for history. Oh. I got a 10. I got 18. Shit. Oh. Uh, let me do math. Let me do math. 23. Dang. Okay. That tracks. <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> <laughs> so for your 18, you would know Cavaro and you would know that there was a war there, uh, I believe, let's see, 50 years ago? Yes. 50 years ago, there was a war there called the Orchid War. You'd also know this. And you would know that the Wreathed Queen was the victor, and typically they were using artificers to craft weapons of war in order to win. And that's basically what happened. Gotcha. Anyway, I don't know. (laughs) I guess if my father wants to part with the machine, he can decide to. He was going to for Coniferous anyway. So you want us to basically ask your your dad? Yeah, I'll take you to him. 
Um, S- sounds good. Wonderful. Sounds good. Uh-huh. Yeah, sounds great. <laughs> just like all of them thinking about, like, about uh... Drew in the front room, just like, oh, he hasn't been very <laughs> normal lately. And they're all just like, yeah. there's no nice way to say this. And also like, Clementine did say yesterday, you have to go through my father, like very ominously, <laughs> yeah. so... Oh, as I guess as they're walking along, she's like, "Oh, there was a, a gentleman up front. I don't know if for you, but uh, Mr. Vincent, he's been let in, but I don't know if that means anything to you." Mm, it does. I believe he's been mentioned in some letters to my father. Something about a contract. A contract? Yeah, a contract. I think for working with um, a Laura Lockhart, the artificer in town. Mm. I don't know all the details, though. He told us it was real estate. Well, sounds like he lied, then. I can't believe this. This nice vampire gentleman would lie to us. (laughs) Maybe he doesn't know. So then she says, I think... I think the letters mentioned it was a... a weapon? A big one. Weirdly enough... We just got a really big shipment of... Well, no, it doesn't matter, I guess. Of what? Um, augurine? And you would know augurine as the, um, kind of the ore, the mineral, um, that they are taking from around the temple and essentially desecrating the temple to get at. Gotcha. Okay. So it's like a super powerful ore that is vaguely magical, and, um, that's why it's able to do so much... Dope shit. Right. So. Okay. Um, no, no, never mind. Carry on. What? <laughs> I was going to say, is it possible the weapon is so big, it counts as a building, and that's why it's a real estate contract? Mm. I should have just let you not say that. <laughs> See? <laughs> I tried to not say it. <laughs> I'm going to keep it in so everyone can feel my disappointment. <laughs> okay. So, she takes you to a room not far down. It is... There is a large double door and it's got, it's carved wood and it's paneled and there are these beautiful carvings of snowflakes in them. So you, you presume he is usually winter. And um, as she enters the room, um, she pushes the door open and enters first and says, Father, um, there are some guests here to see you. And you see the study beyond, it's full of a bunch of different inventions and machines and and things like that and he personally is sitting at a desk um but it's an empty desk he's sitting alone with the circumstance engine what elijah would know to be that in fact all of you would because you saw it on the trolley and um so yeah so you see him with the circumstance engine and he's seems haggard his eyes are deeply shadowed and he seems like his eyes are almost wild, too, and, and he just kind of gives you this look, and he says, I wasn't expecting guests, but I was expecting you, strangely. Wait, us? Like, us specifically? The machine mentioned someone coming. Someone who wasn't coniferous. Someone coming to bring darkness. The world will go dark if I give you the machine. Oh, we weren't gonna make anything dark with the machine. I that's think definitely not us. Um, yeah, we're good guys. <laughs> um, 
I, I, assure, I assure you, Mr. Whitefeather, we're the good guys. <laughs> There's another gentleman who just came in. Maybe he's the darkness? And he could the... be the darkness. He seems a little bit... Aww. Well, no, he mostly seems tired. But... I feel like everyone around here seems a little tired. Um, I was expecting Vincent. But you three are different. You weren't... You weren't supposed to be here. You're not usually here. No, we aren't usually. We are a pleasant change to brighten up your day. <laughs> you want to see this little multicolored fairy? <laughs> she holds up bustle. Also, this cat. <laughs> <laughs> Look at these animals. She takes out a little Just string and a bell and like jingles it in front of them. Now I'm gonna need to get a pair. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he cuts off this this delightful frivolity, and he just says, "Enough, get out. I don't know why you're here. Like, if you could just hear us out, maybe you'll understand." I see the darkness behind you, a it shattered is, world. I see turn it. Turn on a light. No, okay. get out. And he's like snapping now. He's oh, like, no. "Get okay. out of my house." Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. So Clementine just kind of starts. Gently ushering you guys. She's like, come on, come on, let's get out. Um, Dad's done talking, I guess. Noted. Are we out of earshot? Yeah, and she closes the door. Sorry about that. I didn't mean to agitate your father. I didn't realize we had a dark shadow behind us. Um, he's been like that, you know? Um, random people, he'll just... Fly off. I mm. I don't understand. Who oh. else? Do you know anyone else in specific that he flew off at? Well, me sometimes. It's like he doesn't even recognize me. Well, that mm. sounds horrible. Has it been as long as he's had the engine? The engine's done something. I, I don't know what. Do you mind if you could tell us how you were able to construct this engine? Maybe it's something in the parts? No offense, but... Roll... Persuasion. I think I have. Yes. Plus five. She so. feels bad about her dad going off on you, so you won't get disadvantage. That's a 16. Cool. All right. So she's like, I can do temporal magics. Um, it's something I picked up. Um, so I thought, what would happen if I wove together my magic and my ability to create machines? Oh. Yes. That makes sense. Okay. It does? Well, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so this isn't going to sound like the craziest thing you've ever heard. Probably not. An angel sent us back in time. <laughs> <laughs> What part of that isn't going to sound? You do time magic. Yeah, I Is it don't... the angel part that was crazy? A little. Oh, well, it happened. I don't. <laughs> I don't believe in lying. Um, <laughs> much to my detriment, usually. This city's gonna be destroyed tonight by a, a rift. But the angel told us to get that machine so that we could maybe fix this. Cause there's no fixing it. Like, we could just relive it again and again. And we have been. It's not great what happens. Um, Basically, machine will help us bring things back with us, right? That's why we need it. I believe so. 
what we need, I don't know, to bring back, but it'll help us organize something to stop the world ending. I think the tapestry of fate is running out of thread. Um, <laughs> and that's a big part of the problem. Yes, we need thread. We need thread. Um, but we but can't not bring right anything now. Yeah. We need the machine. We need the machine. We need in order the machine. To- the machine is making your father crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, really, it's mutually beneficial. If you can get it away from my dad. Now I don't know re- if he's going to let go of it for even coniferous. He's sitting really close to it. Does he sleep? Oh, wait. No. He doesn't sleep. No, he's... Yeah. Uh, okay. Does um, he... Uh, does he have any other hobbies other than, like, um... Other than brooding over this machine. Like, anything... Does he need to go bathroom at some point? Well, like, take, a, take a shower? Mona. <laughs> An angel chose you three? <laughs> I don't know if he chose us. Uh, I think I think, I think, I think us. Istis chose us. I think Istis yeah, chose us. did that for us. So. But also oh yeah, I found a book well, about actually, Istis choosing. Dead. Right, but I did find a book about Istis choosing three champions to save the day, so. Well, Istis is dead. It wasn't us. It was Archie. I think Archie did this. Look, you can believe us or you can't or don't or whatever. It's one way we're gonna have to let us help your dad by taking that machine if we can get it from your dad. Is that cool? Is that fine? If you can get it from my dad, fine. But I mean, I can't. I don't want to help you with that. I feel because we sound crazy. I just don't want to. He, he's going through a lot, and I don't want to. Is there anything else that's like affecting him? Maybe that's not machine related. Like, does he need therapy or I don't someone know. to talk to him? No. Hold on. Let me, let me roll. Can't just ask if a dad needs therapy. <laughs> Therapy's good for you. This is a pro is, tip. Probably. I don't know. I've never been. <laughs> what a shocker. <laughs> All right. So she says, I don't know. I think the contract's been stressing him out. The one with Vincent? No, Z1. Z1. One concerning the Laura Lockhart? Yes. About the big weapon? But, like, that's what you guys do, right? Is weapons. I mean, yes. Maybe it's just. Maybe it's just so big that it's, like, scary. Unfeasible? World ending big? Is it world ending big? It's. Big. It it's taking a lot of augurine in order to power it. At least we have a lot of augurine. It's not typical to even have an ore this big. This is completely rare. But whatever it's powering, it's got to be big. Okay, that sounds where scary. Did, where did Vincent say he came from? I don't think he did. I don't think he asked. Oh shit. Yeah, all I wrote was paperwork cowboy. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's going to be my Twitter bio now. <laughs> I want to be a paperwork cowboy. It's my dream job. So, Alora Lockhart, is she here in in town? Yes. Yeah, she is. And Vincent, is he also here from Astoria, Astoria Heights? I'm not or, familiar with him. Maybe we I could... just, who needs this big weapon? They have to be building it for someone. You don't build a, a weirdly powerful weapon 
just because, I wouldn't think. I'm going to see if Elijah has a brain blast. Can you roll uh, intelligence for me? <laughs> brain blast! A brain blast? Just intelligence, huh? Yes, just intelligence. It's a nine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a, it was a long shot. So, um, rack your brain. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> you can't think of anything. Mm. Who wants a big, big whip? Maybe, like, the princeps? He's a big man. There's other really big, scary people living here, right? I don't know any of them or about any of it, but I can infer from just the general climate of this place. I mean, it's Can a- you roll perception for me again? All of us? Yes, everyone. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> Five. <Please. laughs> Seven. Fifteen. Hey, you notice you hear a uh, kind of shambling noise from around the corner in the corridor ahead of you. Is this the awakened shrub? You better hope so. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> the, uh, it's only Mona who hears this. The yeah, rest of us are just say, like, who's say, uh, scary in this town? Huh? That's what I was say, you're like, Shh, do you hear that? But don't, no. don't shush me, Mona. I'm on the... I'm on the cusp of a realization. Clementine's going to be like, what do you hear? Someone's like, someone shouts some shambling. That's how I would describe that. Maybe. Yeah, she seems disturbed and she's like, that must be the help. Um, Maybe you need to go. You can come back, can't you? If you can really do the things you say you do. Uh, uh, well. Technically, but you won't remember us, and so we're gonna have to do this. And I believe we were told it was pretty urgent to get this engine. As I mentioned, the tapestry of time is running out of thread. (laughs) Um. And Joanne's closes at 6 p.m., so we we have a time. (laughs) Those are old people hours. (laughs) Um, I mean, the shambling is getting closer, so she's just like, look, you either get out or, um, you meet the help. So can you go, please? Do you, are you trapped here? No, you're not. I live here. I know, but like also... We've seen her leave. I know, but like also... You seem very afraid of the help, sort of. I'm not a fan. I'd like to go lock myself in my room. What do they help with? Nothing anymore. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> Should we... What a harrowing response. <laughs> <laughs> Should we go? We can't go until we get this machine for Archie. What if we settle the contract with Alora and for him so uh, he like, you know, his brain uh, isn't we'll on. We'll find Vincent. We'll find Vincent. We'll do that work. Is there a way to go that doesn't Yeah, you can go, go back the this? way you came. Okay. Um yeah, let's go back the way we came and see if we can find Vincent. Sounds like a plan. Thank you for listening to The Last Tapestry. We want to thank Nylor for their song Panthalassa, which we use as our intro, and Ketza for the song War Inside, which is our outro. Please remember to leave a review. It really helps us out. Y'all have an amazing day.